What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Eight Ponds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Cretans. This is episode three, Leveling Up, and I have a very special guest, a good friend, and somebody who has recently helped me through some um, physical wellness as of recently. Uh, that is today's topic. We we will be speaking about physical wellness, and you know we're going to get right into it. Without further ado, I've got Matt Cho with me. He is currently at Winston or Winston Salem State University uh, pursuing his doctorate. Uh, but Matt, go ahead and just open up. Tell us a little about yourself, a little bit about your story, and what has brought you to uh, Winston Salem. Yeah, what's up, Ryan? It's good seeing my good friend Ryan. We've known each other since middle middle school days. It's crazy to think about, man. So you know, more than half a lifetime at this point. That's but right. yeah. Um, like Ryan said, um, I'm currently going to Winston-Salem State University, um, pursuing my doctorate degree in physical therapy, um, just about to enter year three, uh, three-year program. So it's definitely been very challenging, um, but you know, it's something that I've always wanted to um, pursue in my life. And um, you know, just a quick background, you know, before getting into physical therapy school, um, it's pretty obvious that um, I'm really into physical fitness, exercise, um, and that all started, you know, around time I was in high school. Um, and, you know, that's what helped, you know, that's what kind of led me into wanting to pursue a bachelor's degree in exercise science and explore just everything. Um, I just developed such a passion when it came to just exercise um, and what it can do for your body and your mind. Um, well, here's, here's the thing, Matt. I remember when you were in middle school <laughs> and you were, you were smaller than I was. And then I, the next thing I know, I saw you in college and you were massive. I'm like, what the hell happened? He's, yeah. He's, he swelled up on me, man. Yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> I actually still vividly remember that happening. You know, I was, you know, we didn't really see each other after middle school because, you know, we went to different high schools, right? Um, and uh, I saw you and you're like, you know, I think doing your sock, you know, your soccer thing, you know, because you were about to get into, you know, that D1 soccer um, profession, man. I mean, you were getting into um, you know, your career as a soccer player and, I saw you and then you're just, I mean, yeah, definitely blew up within um, my junior year. Um, that's when it all happened of high school. Um, and I remember just people thought I was like on steroids, <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, it just all came from hard work, man. Um, and I think it was just my vision and just um, what I just, I don't know, there's a lot, a lot behind that story. So, um, yeah. yeah yeah, Talk a little bit about it. Like, open up a little bit about you know what what inspired that transition to really get after it in terms of you know developing your physical state. Yeah. Um. So I think it's really important just to start off by saying, um, I want to talk about my family first because, um, you know, obviously I come from a Korean South Korean descent. You know, I you know I was born in the U.S., but my family they immigrated here. Um. And it's really, you know, starting from my grandparents. Um, you know, my grandpa 
from grandpas from both sides. I really look up to them in a way because they made so many sacrifices within their lives um, to, you know, you know, they could have been comfortable and, you know, live their life in Korea, but, you know, there's more opportunity. And that's the thing about this country, man, is America is that I think we take it for granted of how many more opportunities you can make out of this, you know, in this country. Mm. So, you know, they transitioned here, they immigrated here, you know, it's very hard just like not being able to speak your own language in another country. And for instance, like my grandpa from my mom's side, I really look up to him specifically because, you know, he came into this country with 1300 bucks in his pocket, man. And he had three kids to feed a wife and he had to work hard. He had to work odd jobs. He had to, you know, grind his way into providing for them. You know, at that point, it's all about just survival. And I think about all of that too, because, you know, it gives me perspective. Um, I think that's what, you know, I, I'm, I'm a goofball, but, you know, I think my maturity and wisdom kind of, uh, you know, I, I definitely matured faster, I think, because of that. Mm. Um, because, you know, I, I don't, it helps me just not take this life for granted. And it helps me recognize, you know, when times get tough, I always think back to all those, you know, to what the sacrifices my family generations have made before to provide for me right now. And um, yeah, so just, you know, I just wanted to give that background first because, um, you know, growing up, I lived a pretty comfortable life when it comes to that. Uh, I have a mom, a dad. Dad was ex-military, army, very strict. Um, he, you know, as I lived a very uh, disciplined lifestyle growing up from early childhood. I remember, you know, seeing my friends, seeing how they're, you know, how comfortable or just like how more free flowing their lives were compared to mine. Um, and actually, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a huge fan of my dad when I was growing up because he was, again, like everything I did, like he was very, very strict, you know, waking up early, having to, um, you know, just, just my body posture, how I spoke, how I, you know, just all those little things. He was very um, particular about how I, carried my life wow. um but other than that man i'd say like you know without my dad i'd be a very soft kid you know <laughs> uh, naturally i was a you know a soft guy um and i went through a lot of body weight fluctuations growing up and um you know i was like what ryan said i was a stick man i was a stick <laughs> back in middle school man like, like i was you know and that you know at the end of the day you know, i wasn't like it wasn't like i was getting well, bullied or anything but i was the guy getting pushed around you know so um you know that and you know that kind of pissed me off as i was getting older and the fact that my dad you know he uh he would call me um his nickname to me was a uh, burgess uh, that's what he would call me. Like, that was literally my name. Like, he would call me Burchest every time. And, you know, that just grinded my gears as well. So, um, <laughs> that's like my dad. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's a tough love, man. It's tough love. And I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it at the end of the day. And um, yeah, so I think, too, uh, I was definitely going, I think I, I did have 
a lot of anxiety as a kid growing up too. I think I transitioned from living in a very diverse area in Northern Virginia to, um, you know, when I moved to North Carolina, it was a huge transition for me. Um, I think that's worth mentioning as well because, um, you know, my classroom in Northern Virginia, I was used to having a lot of, you know, there's a lot of diversity. So people were more exposed to that, especially, you know, white people. And um, when I moved to North Carolina, they were more ignorant to, um, you know, just my race in general. So I felt like I was different, you know, and people would, you know, say things to me. And I was just like, you know, like they'll say, call me, call me Chinese, call me like, you know, just little things. And people, I would remember one time too, a girl told me she doesn't like Asian people. And I was just like, mm. you know, I'm like, I just feel different. You know, I feel like, I don't feel like I belong here, you know? Right. So I think that's, um, kind of played a role too into my confidence um growing up so I lacked a lot of confidence you know I think when I transitioned to NC and um just trying to you know you know when you're a kid you want to seek validation you want to get you know you want to fit in with everybody and then I just what I thought about was you know with all those factors that I talked about that's what motivated me to like get my get my ass in the gym. So, um, yeah, I you know like the first year I remember, uh, I was you know I was just like every other person who starts out in the gym. I, don't, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I was like sophomore year, in a freshman sophomore year, it was I wasn't making any growth. Like I was wasn't wasn't progressing, and I would go you know maybe one month consistently or you know two weeks, and then I would just fall off. Do do you know? Falling to bad habits again, and then finally, I think around my so, you know the end of my sophomore year, um, that's when I found accountability. I got a workout partner, as you know, Jackson. Um, he was my number one. You know, Jackson was my workout buddy, um, and he was one of my good friends. We would hit the gym that summer like every day like two to three hours a day, I looked up and there wasn't that too many resources like there are now. So I would have to like literally Google everything I could. Um, and I would just try to find every piece of information I can find to build the body of my dream, you know, build the body of my dreams. I wanted to get bigger. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to be more confident. And of course, you know, when you're kind of a good teenager going through those hormonal changes, you just want to get girls too, you know? So. <laughs> So, um, you know, that's, that was, that was the thing for me and I, but, you know, I had that vision, um, into what I wanted my body to look like and what I wanted, you know, of who I wanted to be. And I was focused, man. I, I remember like, again, at the, um, end of that, so that June, sophomore year, the summertime, I, I blew up, I put on 20 to 30 pounds. I was eating like crazy and, and, um, you know, being a skinny guy, you have to keep eating, you know. Um, I remember coming back that year, um, junior year, first day of school, they, I remember like one of my friends, my good, a good teacher of mine, he asked my friend if I was on steroids. Because <laughs> um, it was just that big of a transition. And, but that's just how I became addicted, you know. Uh, I became addicted. And that's when I learned so much about growth. Mm. Um, so, 
you know, from there on out, that's when I wanted to pursue a degree in exercise science. Um, cause I just had a, such a passion for it. That, and that's when I went to UNCW, saw Ryan again and, um, you know, but you know, it's all about bodybuilding at first when I, you know, I was trying to build muscle, build strength, but then afterwards, um, you know, after a few years, I pretty much accomplished everything I wanted, you know, and I got the body of my dreams. Like I said, I got, I built the muscle I wanted. And then I just felt like, I think it was my junior year of college is when I was, you know, I, I was reflecting back on my life or just reflecting on everything. You know, I got everything I wanted, you know, I got attention from girls. I got, like, you know, I got that, you know, I got the ads, I got, um, you know, I built the strength I wanted. And at the end of the day, um, you know, all I wanted, like, again, you know, I was seeking validation, I felt like, you know, from other people. Mm. And, but I subconsciously learned throughout that whole time period just of what discipline and hard work can do. Um, and I felt like, you know, I was going through that phase where I just didn't feel challenged anymore. Mm. And that's when I, you know, and, but I think again, fitness subconsciously built a growth mindset, um, for me. And that's when I was seeking out like more influential people. Like, you know, that's why I love guys like David Goggins, like Jocko Willink. And that's when I actually listened to David Goggins at first was my junior year of college when he wasn't really huge at the time. But I remember like listening to his message and I'm like, man, I love how this guy, you know, is very similar to my, to my life. And I can like make a lot of correlations just off the rate, you know, the racism and you know, what he went through and just the struggles he went through, um, just from my past, from my family. Um, and that's when I kind of wanted to build something more than just, you know, physical appearance, I wanted to build my mental strength. Mm. And that came through doing things that, you know, I didn't want to do. Um, and that's when I started running. I hated running, I hated cardio. And that's why you see me now, and if you see my page on Instagram, I'm really into, you know, doing cross, you know, crossing, finding, exploring different types of exercise, you know, movements. Um, so I'm doing like, you know, just not only bodybuilding and strength training, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing, um, you know, running, I'm cycling now, and I'm just about to start swimming because I'm training for a triathlon. Mm. And yeah, man. So other than that, um, you know, that's what kind of built me physically and mentally. And um, I just loved what exercise did for my mind. And I wanted to explore everything, what it can do. So that's why I pursued my master's degree after college and clinical exercise physiology, which is basically teaching you like how exercise is the best form of medicine. We live in a country today where we're prescribing medications and that's like the first, you know, first thing that doctors do. And, you know, you wonder why, um, I don't want to be too controversial, but like, you know, you wonder why, you know, our country struggled with COVID, um, compared to other countries, you know, I, I for me, I don't think the masks were, I think the masks were just like the drugs, you know, that the doctors prescribed. It's just a, it's a bandaid, mm. you know, it may help, but you know, it's not going to stop you and it's not going to improve your mortality rate. It's not going to, and you know, exercise is going to do that. I don't, that's why I was 
pissed off. You know, I was really pissed off when, you know, they were, um, you know, they, they didn't talk about, they didn't emphasize physical well-being, physical wellness. They were just telling you to lock yourself in your house. And <laughs> it killed everyone's like it killed everyone's just mental and physical health, man. And um, it just created more diseases, I think. Um, yeah, it killed that drive, you know. It killed the drive. Um, and yeah, that's why you know. Again, I pursued my master's degree, and I learned so much from that, just of how much exercise can do for people. And I um, was training a lot of older clients at the time too, and just seeing them, just seeing what the body can do. Of you know whether you know no matter how old you are, you can still you know, you know they're still limitless. Like you know, you, and um, just. It was amazing to see that um just what exercise can really do to the body and how it can just help you age very well um so i did that worked in cardiac rehabilitation and uh, pulmonary rehabilitation training people who went through heart attacks um, or had copd gave me a lot of perspective on just life in general of like you know, how exercise is just not for and again it's not just for your physical appearance but just how you um you know how you age and how you you know how you live a long healthy quality life um so after that um that's you know after training clients i felt like i still didn't have all the pieces to be the best coach or person or trainer that i could be especially with you know injuries happening a lot frequently um with people and so that's what made me pursue um a career in physical therapy and that's why i'm in pt school today so i just feel like i'm just it's crazy to think because i hate school so much <laughs> like and i and i found myself in school now for practically all my life and i'm you know i'm 26 years old and this is literally my you know 10th basically my third degree i'm going for but end of the day i have no regrets on how i got here but yeah man no, man, I, one, I just want to say thank you for sharing that. That's a, a, an awesome story just from um, front to end. And I was just intently listening to, to some of those keys that you were talking about. And, you know, one thing in particular stood out to me and it was how the body essentially is limitless, right? It, it can, it can do things unimaginable, even at older ages. And I think, a lot of people they see physical exercise or physical wellness mm-hmm. and right off the the jump there's a limiting belief right i'm i'm not sure if you follow tony robbins but he talks about yeah. limited beliefs mm-hmm. and you know being able to put those aside and essentially open up the doors um to your mindset right how what avi- advice can you give to somebody who might be just now getting into physical wellness or who struggles with maintaining a consistent regimen or you know just a consistent basis on um their workout program yeah what what you know what mindset shift needs to occur or what type of personal accountability needs to happen or maybe it's an external piece of accountability to help overcome those limiting beliefs. Yeah, man, not for sure. Um, 
And that's, again, like that's the biggest problem I see when I coach clients who come to me and, you know, you see all those people with those New Year's resolutions, you know, they want, they want to, you know, they set these goals and they want to, you know, improve their physical wellness, you know, physical, well, you know, and their mental well-being. Um, but like every goal, I feel like majority of people drop out within that first month or even like that first week. Um, and I was one of them. Like I said, I, you know, my first year of working out, I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I just kept falling in and out, in and out, you know. But I think the biggest thing, I think, for people, number one is, like you said, you know, it all comes meant, you know, it, it, it all starts mentally, I think. So you have to really set that, you know, you have to set that goal. You have to have a goal. If you, and you have to have like a specific goal. And that's, and you need to visualize it. I'm huge into visualization. The body that I created, I imagined myself creating. And it's, it's crazy. That's what's crazy to me is I sound like some, you know, I don't want to sound like some, um, you know, fantasy, you know, a guy that's like living in a fantasy land, but literally I, the body I created is what I wanted. Mm. And it's amazing to me what I did. You know, if you look, if anyone sees my past pictures again, like I was a freaking stick and I, I mean, but at the end of the day, I, I created that, you know, and, and that all came from me imagining myself turning into that person of who I am today. And, you know, when I was reflecting on that too, and I was like looking through the questions, I mean, I had to take time to reflect on that because I hardly ever do that to see like, you know, how far I've came into that you know how far i've came through this journey and it's been now like 10 years since i've been staying consistent but um yeah kind of getting off that tangent again like have a vision have a goal um first and foremost and you have to really you know be intentional with it like don't just write it down and or you know don't just like think about it and say okay yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna get a six-pack abs you know that's, that's not really specific you know you have to have a why too right what's what's your why to everything okay no, so that's awesome. you know, yeah and that that's very important and um you know and then again you need accountability um that's it's either you know you can get that from yourself by setting you know writing down your workouts tracking your workouts each and every day or like I, what i did is you know i got i was lucky enough to find a friend um to work out with me every day and you know he would call me up you know there were days where i didn't feel like going and he would call me up and you know say you know let's go and that would get you know that would get my ass out of, out of the couch and go and i feel like um and, and i've heard this saying you know, i heard this before and this is what really got me going too is that it takes 30 days to build a habit i forget who said this but like you know don't just think 30 days go 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 one more and like times that by two takes six days to be able to have it okay so like you know you have to go you have, that's how that has to be your mindset to everything you do so don't don't be you know don't again with yourself you know you mentioned self-limiting beliefs don't don't limit yourself man like i i hear people too they're like oh yeah i just want to like you know i want to just you know get a little you know get, get get some abs to show for the summer like you know that's that's a short-term goal like you know think more than that man like like you know think more than that like literally just 
you you have so much potential in you like again like looking back on those pictures you told me when i was a little kid before i built that mindset that i would be who i am today i wouldn't believe it you know and it just takes time for you to really build that confidence in yourself you don't have to share that goal with anyone you know right. but you have to visualize it yourself and you know you have to know that you are capable of doing anything that you set your mind to um so yeah and you have to literally be focused laser focus have it you know build that accountability and um stay consistent if anything and then and then have that drive to learn so you know that could be from hiring a coach you know and i'm not saying just you know that's not me promoting myself but you know coaches they know a lot um more you know they they know they know a lot especially if you don't come from that field you, know, you can you can gain a lot of things from them and um yeah i think again you have to um we talk you know this podcast is all about chess you know so you know what what's the goal of chess your goal is to win i mean i'm not a huge i'm not a great chess player by any means but you know i, I saw you had mr bulwark on and mm-hmm. that's, that's how i actually developed you know that's how i learned the game of chess um but yeah the goal is to win but also you know chess requires a lot of strategy how are you going to get there you know how are you going to get to that um to your goal okay and um you know you have to have preparation you have to have some creativity like what are you going to do to um get there and navigate especially when times get tough um and like chess too you might have this one move that you know you feel like it's going to work perfectly well but sometimes it doesn't go as planned. Mm. That's why you always need that plan B, plan C, you know? And that's what happens in life too, you know? Like, I know my life right now, it's not very, it's all over the place with my scheduling. I wish I had more of a structured schedule with like, you know, I, I wish I had that nine to five in a way because like it's more consistent. Right. But, you know, sometimes you're not gonna have, you know, something might come up in your life and it's not gonna go all as planned. But I remember too, throughout my time when I was trying to build my physical, you know, just work towards my goal, the days that I wanted to, I there's gonna be days where you're really not gonna wanna go get your, you know, get your ass in the gym. Right. There are gonna be so many days like that, man. And like, you know, the first two weeks maybe, you know, you might be all motivated, but then eventually it just, when you don't see that progress right away, cause we live in a world right now where we want instant gratification mm. um you know you're you're gonna you're you'll slow down i'm not you know it's gonna happen but the days that i literally i might have procrastinated a few hours to get to the gym because i didn't feel like it the days that i went and i didn't feel like it is the days that like i felt like i built that momentum mm. and that's how it all and i think that's what really has helped me and is the reason why i've been able to stay consistent like this for 10 years so yeah man i one very well articulate i think uh you know i was gonna jump in a a couple times but i wanted you to just finish out that thought because it was uh you're going somewhere with it and i just wanted to hear what what you had to say um for for those who you know might be looking for another source of inspiration or motivation you know you talked about you know finding maybe like a coach um i think somebody could lean on 
somebody like yourself as well as a role model. So I'm going to make a plug for you. If you want to follow Matt on Instagram, uh, at Matt Cho Fit, you can definitely see the, uh, the physical embodiment of how he lives his day-to-day life. But you can follow um, some of the tips, tricks, and you know the workouts, and just the the, the accountability he puts on his page for the benefit of um, him, himself, but but also you know to broadcast to his followers. I think it's a great page to follow if you aren't following it already. Um, and just one other thing that I was thinking about, Matt, while while you're talking about this, um, it's something that I do. You know, while you were you were speaking, you're you're talking about visualization. You know, visual vi- visualization is is so key to me in my day to day. I journal, like I journal when I wake up. You know, that's awesome. That law, that law of attraction, mm-hmm. which is essentially what you're talking about, yeah. is being able to have the constant daily affirmations of where you want to go, but then also documenting, hey, what went well, what mm-hmm. didn't go so well. And then being able to tweak along the way, because like you said, it's a strategic process. Yeah. And yeah, you could be Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, how yeah. are you going to be Arnold? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do every single day to track that progress to ensure you're staying um, consistent with that progress? And essentially, guiding yourself down that 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 tunnel right that yeah. that tunnel vision so to speak so no i i think that was very well articulated and you know i i want to talk a little bit about you know one thing in particular um and it's how you've helped me as of recently you know i think it's it's interesting it's an interesting dynamic because you know i, I was a division one athlete mm-hmm. and but at the same time, that doesn't mean anything in, in the, the realm of things because, one, I'm coming to you for advice, for feedback. And I think that's so important. And it's really important to put your ego aside, too. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like, somebody could look at my background. as like, oh, he, he was on track to be a professional athlete. Why, why the hell is he taking advice from somebody, you know, that, that is not within that sphere of, um, you know, professional sports world? And the way I see it is like, yeah, I'm 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 leaning on coaches' advice, which is great. I I got some great advice from from different coaches. But you practice this on a day to day basis, Mm -hmm. right? I don't necessarily practice the the physical well being. I'm really really focused just on the game of soccer. Yeah, you know. So I think it's really important to do. a few things in order to um, really, uh, I guess, ground yourself and in, in your your day to day, and realize that you don't have all the answers. It's okay to lean on other people. Yeah. It's okay to you know have some self affirmations, to visualize the plan, to even have an accountability partner. I mean, I said um, in the first episode with with Mr. Bullard, you know, without these things, without human interaction, we really don't have anything to help drive us, you know, unless it's that survival of the fittest and you're the only man on the planet. Like I am legend. <laughs> Hopefully they get to that point, man. Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I, want, I definitely want to be in your corner though. 
Um, That's what I'm training for, man. So, you know, <laughs> it's actually recruitment too. If anyone wants to join our uh, clan of strong-minded people, um, so get ready. <laughs> you know, I. I just wanted to say thank you, though, man. I, I like um, I've recently been dealing with shoulder issues, probably from the number of years I've been hitting the damn ground as being a goalkeeper on the side of the field. And, you know, Matt put together something. He didn't have to do this for me, but he put together a, um, a prehab program for my shoulders. And I've been following it uh, pretty religiously. Some days I'm not as consistent or some weeks, I should say. Uh, but, you know, I try to I try to get it in before and during my workouts. So, and it's helped tremendously. Like my shoulder, both of them, they feel awesome. So one just here, yeah, big time. Thanks, man. That that's all. I I didn't get that type of uh, attention, or at least I didn't seek it when I was younger playing for like UNCW. So mm-hmm. big time. That that's that's awesome. I think the fact that your why has essentially. Um, flowed into, you know, your friendships and other aspects of your life with, you know, your personal and professional relationships. Yeah. That is, um, that's cool to see. So, yeah. And that's very important. Like you said, just like, you know, again, accountability also comes from just who you surround yourself with, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm getting older, you know, you, and you probably, and, and I think we've talked about this before, just like you realize, you know, it's not about how many friends you have. It's about like the quality of your friendships, you know, yeah. like, you know they, they say you know you're going to be the you're you know you are basically going to be defined as your top you know three to five friends mm. and you know that's why i you know i can call you one of my very few friends nowadays because you know you you know people who know ryan and you know i've known him since middle school and i you know i i know you know he's a tough guy you know you're a tough guy man and um I, I really look up to a lot of things, you know, that you've done in your life. Um, and again, like, you know, hanging around with people like you, you know, just helps me and helps drive me to realize, you know, you know, we, we, you're the type of guy that, you know, you're going to, I know you're the type of guy that you're going to like, not, you're never going to give up. You're never going to quit no matter how hard times or how hard, hard things get in your life that, you know, and I, I, I seek out people like that. Mm. So, you know, surround yourself with winners, man. And that's the thing, yeah. And and that means a lot, man. I I think one thing in particular that I, that has really been um, another area of appreciation and and gratitude was, you know, uh, Matt actually dropped his studies. He kind of dropped everything. um, And he he took, what, a two and a half hour drive to, to come to my dad's funeral. And you didn't have to do that. You know, I, I've had I had people that were closer um, to me in, in the Wake Forest area. You know, that I had surrounded myself with as a young kid um, that didn't even come to my dad's funeral. So you get to really see some some people's true intentions. You you get to see the unraveling of. Um, of things when you kind of just step back and look at it from a different lens. So that that for me was. I was like, wow, man, that that's a cool fucking guy. You know, he, he didn't um, have to do that. You know, I wouldn't have missed that for sure, man, because I know how important your dad was. And I may have not known him per- like personally, but you know, you know, we are the product of, you know, how we were raised. And you know, he definitely raised you to be, you know, who you are in a way, you know, that and I think that comes from your dad, you know, just that strength you have, that you know, the strong mindedness that I see in you. 
Um, and yeah, man, I just, you know, I, I wouldn't have missed that without a doubt. Um, and just be, be there, you know, for you. And so. Big time. No, I, man, I, again, if you need anything, I'm here for you. And I, I know you, you, I know, I I know that, but I appreciate that for sure. Um, well, you know, I, I want to pivot and, and I want to talk about a couple things. Um, first, before we start getting into some of the, the you know, chess related and, and business related questions, uh, I want to understand how you structure your day. So, you know, we talked a, a lot about how you have you know, been in your studies, but you're also balancing a pretty rigorous training plan. I mean, you said you're training for a, a fucking triathlon. Not many people are training for a triathlon. Wow. Well, on so uh, nothing don't don't want to oversell myself <laughs> well hey hey it's it's something to to be proud of i think at the end of the day you're you're pursuing a doctorate and then you know working towards advancing yourself um at at the highest physical capabilities so talk to me about you know how you're structuring your day from when you wake up to when you go to bed what does that look like for you right now yeah so right, so yeah, before now, I just want to say this is that, you know, again, I talked about how things change in your life and, you know, sometimes they don't go as planned. And, you know, my, I'm not gonna lie, my first year of PT school has, was a huge, huge struggle, man. Um, and I fell into very terrible habits and it got to the point where I was going through insomnia, I was having some health issues. Um, and all due to just stress and i think it was the fact that i was not organized and you know when i hit that low point in my life last and it was this past december that's when it woke me up and you know the change is going to happen right away um and i you know people need to i want people to understand that you know i'm not perfect in a way you know mm -hmm. like i went through struggles but i always get myself pick myself back up it doesn't happen instantly, but you know, it takes the day-to-day -day basis of what, how I got to this morning schedule right now. But um, yeah, man. So you know, after going through that low point in my life, I developed this. You know, I I started just thinking back to what made my day very successful and how I be you know gained success um, before you know I fell into those bad habits and. I think this is something too that a lot of people can benefit from when it comes to just um becoming productive and i got this actually from my mentor who um is probably the king of productivity um and i you know he told me this about a few years ago and so number one first thing in the morning i think and it all starts from how you go to you know how you end your night i think as well um either set your phone on airplane mode or make sure you delete all those apps or notifications because the first hour of my day i want it to be i don't want to look at my phone at all mm. yeah i just want to set the alarm and that's how i do it so i set i don't put it on airplane mode but i you know i delete all my apps and even when i'm on instagram every time i'm on instagram too just for people to know like i I put the stuff that I want to put on, like my stories, my posts, and I delete the app. Mm. And it just helps me not like get addicted because it's a very addicting, you know, um, has very addictive properties too. And that's why they 
get so many people to you know use it and waste their lives on <laughs> on it but <laughs> uh which i fell into you know when i was falling into those bad habits but yeah so number one first and foremost like you know i would say first it's like how it's all about how you start your morning you know and that's what i've learned throughout my life is like how i start my morning and how i start my day is how i, I mean, it basically defines how my day goes you know and how productive i am so um so what time is that tell everybody what time you're waking up in the morning 5 30 a.m wake up um that's monday through friday um and i think it's always important just to stay consistent you know with the times you wake up go to sleep um, just for your own health but just for the health benefits as well and i have this app called alarm i'm not like sponsored by it but like what i do um behind this wall it says you know you know comfort is um you know comfort is a slow death um preferred pain mm. but with this app um when it sets when it goes off i have to take a picture of it i have it set where i have to take a picture of that and that subconsciously sets my mind to no matter how i'm feeling that morning if i'm feeling a little groggy if i'm not feeling the greatest i it subconsciously sets my mind to the point where um you know i i just get my ass up no matter what mm -hmm. and so i take a picture of that and that's and that's how the alarm goes off you know take my dog out all of that and i what i found really important what I found throughout my life too is, you know, starting your day off with some type of physical activity will really, you know, get your mind going and get you more, you know, get you productive. So, um, I'm really big onto cardio, starting off my morning with cardio and I don't go too hard all the time. Cause again, that's all about balance and, you know, when it comes to performance, you know, when you're an athlete, it's not, you know, if you go too hard every day, it's not, you know your body's going to break down you're not going to make any you know you're not going to progress but i always have a preset plan of like what i'm going to do for that morning cardio wise it could be cycling it could be um it could be running outside you know depending on um the workout that's going to last around 30 minutes to an hour mm. and then that's after that i you know Get my cardio in i'm a, i'm more awake more wired look over my calendar see what i have to do throughout the day and i always set my you know every time um every time every hour of the day i have something set for what i'm going to do and that could be studying talking to clients just get my mind ready for the day drink my coffee also you know eating is really important to, you know I, just getting in my you know getting in my nutrition it's something I'm really big on this um, this year uh, with my goals of just building strength too. So I do that, go to class sometime between 8 to 9 a.m. is usually how that goes. Yeah, my, my schedule is not structured in any way where it's not, it's not like consistent every day. So depending on how the day goes, I, you know, I just kind of get my everything, my to-do list done. And um, yeah, right around 12 o'clock lunchtime, I get my, uh, I, that's when I hit the weights. Uh, so I do, I've been doing a lot of two a days uh, lately. And it's just, I, it's something I have to do. Um, it's just part of the process. And, but I think having, again, having a goal um, helps me stay more disciplined mm. and helps me not take time for granted.
So I have a 30 minute strength workout and I strictly keep it as 30 minutes. And I'm like, always, I just stay focused throughout that whole time period. Not, um, I get my workout in after that, I get all my other stuff done. Either I either have class or I'm studying, you know, that's how the life of PT school is like, you know, you're studying or you're, uh, <laughs> and then, then luckily, you know, I just got done with midterms. So I'm just going to be more relaxed and depending on how much I have to study, I try to end it around six to 7 PM. Cause that's when my brain starts to shut off, get my dinner in. And then I just repeat the process. Um, again, ending that I make sure I don't, get on my phone within that last hour of bed because I just want to, you know, again, I want to set my mind right. Um, I think we get distracted so easily. Um, with me, I have diagnosed ADHD and it's like, it's, it's super important for me now to just to stay disciplined, um, and make sure I don't get out of whack with, with that. Um, so yeah, I just, and I try to read a book too. Um, I I've been reading this, book uh, called the power of one more about to finish that up by ed Milet. um he's an entrepreneur but i like reading some books that will like you know just self-develop you know help me with my personal growth um and i think that's what again subconsciously sets my mind to keep attacking the next day and the day after no that, that's awesome man i uh i really appreciate you walking me through that um i have some fun questions for you what is your your favorite meal that your go-to meal that you like to go to yeah. and then talk a little bit about, you know, the, the nutrition, the food aspect of, of things and uh, the importance of, of yeah. That. Yeah. So, um, I pretty much eat the same things every day, <laughs> uh, but it's like the food I really enjoy. My favorite meal for sure. If anybody follows my page, it's, um, it's steak. Um, steak <laughs> is my favorite meal, man. Um, filet. Is a filet yeah, a filet definitely, but like I'm not baller status yet where I can eat that every day, you know. But uh <laughs> you got the chuck steak. So yeah, yeah, once in a while I you know I will have the chuck. I mean, if you use that put in the air fryer, it's still you still make that really, really good. Yeah, um, medium rare specifically. Mm. Yeah, that's my favorite meal. And uh what what was the other question? The importance of nutrition, right? Yeah, just the importance yeah. of nutrition as a whole. Yeah. So um, I'm really big into um, this thing called biohacking. Um, I got into it when I was um, back in junior year of college. I started learning more, just not about macronutrients. You know, people can track their macros through MyFitnessPal. You know, I, I, I don't really do that anymore, but I think it is important. It's an important aspect to track your calories, track your meals. That's a good way to start off. Um, and finding the right amount of macros you need to either lose weight or gain muscle. Um, but again, I'm, I'm into biohacking now, which is what I've learned from it is based essentially the quality of your nutrition. It's not just about, you know, people, you can track your calories, but you know, there's so much processed junk in your foods. Mm. Um, and food at the end of the day, it's nutrition. I mean, it's information like the nutrition in your food is information and there's, this really cool book I read called gut is your second brain. And you know, what you feed into your body is going to be how you essentially like feel and, you know, how you navigate through life. Um, you know, cause you know, you probably had a heavy meal in the past. That's like 
you know, a nice southern meal from grandma or something, you know, something. But you know, it's great. But at the end, and then you get into that food coma, right? Like, right. like you feel that, you know. And then again, that just shows you like what the quality of, you know, the how the quality of food can like just dictate, um, you know, how you feel and how you perform, like. So again, nutrition is so important in a way. And like, I'm really big into just keeping my meals nice as I, I follow this 80, 20 rule basically. So 80% of my, of my meals, I try to keep it on like no, no processed foods, whole foods, you know, um, and 20%, you know, I'll keep it last. And usually I keep, I do that during the weekends when I can just chill out, relax. Um, and have fun um that's when i eat like you know explore around you know eat, eat pizza you know eat, you know or, you know you gotta you gotta live life too <laughs> but um no yeah that that is like so important i think just of how you fuel yourself um not just again for your physical um just appearance but just your mental health as well um no man that, that's uh I, I'm going to definitely check out those books. I appreciate you dropping them. Um, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a peek. I'm an avid reader as well. So yeah. thanks for sharing. Um, wanted to pivot again and transition into um, questions relating to, to business and financial freedom, because at the end of the day, um, you know, the eight ponds podcast is directing people to have a solid foundation so that we can, move one square at a time towards financial freedom goals mm -hmm. and physical wellness is such an important part. Why, while it might not be a direct um, catalyst into your financial freedom goals, I think it instills a, a number of great habits and routines, regimens that can ultimately uh, make you perform better towards pursuing those financial freedom goals. So, you know, I don't know if you necessarily agree with that or or yeah. disagree. Feel free to you know rebut rebuttal me um, in case you you do. But you know, open up about how you see physical wellness translating into the business world, into financial freedom goals. And then, if you have any financial freedom goals, um, you know, open up, talk to me about those and what that looks like for you. Yeah, with um. And I, I think it's a hundred percent, like hundred ten percent, man, is important. Like, you know, just how you, um, you know, how you operate and how you, um, you know, how much importance you put into physical wellness is going to be like, it's going to dictate to you, like, you know, your business goals as well. I think they're all correlated with each other. Um, you know, like I said, I love reading these like self-development books and you mentioned like Tony Robbins and, you know, other like Ed Milet is the guy I'm reading right now. But like, what I've found is that all these successful entrepreneurs, you know, the really successful ones, they they are in great shape. Mm. I don't know if you can tell, but you know, a lot of them are in great shape, and they a lot of them stress about physical wellness as well. I you know just getting in that workout because you know we talk. I talked about it before. Like, you got to get your body. You know, you got to. Business is not easy. Like, you know. In, when I started coaching and doing my own online coaching, it wasn't, it's not easy at all, like to start off and you have to, and you know, everything kind of correlates again with each other in life. Um, 
working out is uncomfortable. I don't enjoy working out. You know, no matter if like, you know, it, you know, it's not if I could live a life where I could just um, be comfortable, I wouldn't want I wouldn't work out. I wouldn't, you know, I I'll be drinking beers and you know, I'll be slamming beers or or you know, living on the beach, you know, and and just enjoy my life. But you know, that just not like life doesn't work out that way at all, you know. And you gotta like work for what you um, deserve. And um yeah, you have, and I think it's important just to like, you know, what exercise teaches you is that it teaches you like to get uncomfortable. That's why I start my morning off with discomfort because when you go through that discomfort first thing in the morning, everything else throughout the day, again, it helps me stay productive and it helps me gain perspective. And like, no matter what bad things come or what things that might like not go as planned, I just feel like I'm prepared for it. You know, I'm mentally, I'm more sharp. Um, I'm able, you know, I'm just more energized. And, and like, I, again, like I'm just ready to get after it. And, um, you know, when it comes to just financial freedom, you know, that's why I started my online coaching business. Like and I read a book too, um, where it talks about how, the mo you know, successful entrepreneurs, they come out during times of recession. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, you know, again, like you, there's more opportunities when it comes to just finances to start your business during those times of recession, but also, um, during those stressful times, there's just something about it where you're able to expand your mind more, mm -hmm. um, a lot. And it's just like, you're, you become more creative, you figure out, you know, cause that's what entrepreneurs are at the end of the day, you know, they, they solve problems you know and during covid that's when i got furloughed from my you know they they weren't big jobs you know i wasn't getting my master's degree and like they were jobs that i was ready to um quit anyways so i wasn't like too butthurt about it but i furloughed from my jobs um because i was about to move out of charlotte and, and um but then you know one thing i always wanted to do was you know become an entrepreneur like grandpa was an entrepreneur um and that's how he became successful you know even when he was broke um and i just love the fact of entrepreneurship where you are your own boss you know i don't i don't like being um told what to do um it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's important you know it really is i mean it's if it's from someone i respect yeah like i i would 100 percent. you know that's why i seek out mentorships and things of that nature but like you know, if it's something someone I don't respect at all, it doesn't carry the life that I right. respect. You know, you know that I, I'm not going to listen to. It. It's going to be hard for me to listen to them. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that's why I got into online coaching. I always wanted to be a you know, and I, I understood the process of you know being a personal trainer for a gym. You're basically working so many odd hours to the point where you know they and the gym takes away the money, the all the money that you deserve. Mm -hmm. So like. I mean, I was, it was a no brainer to me to like understand the whole process of on, on online coaching. And during time, that COVID time, that's when I kind of laid out and took the risk um, financially to see, seek out a mentor I looked up to. And um, he taught me, you know, cause before that I created the social media account and I like had like, like, you know, I'm not huge into followers, but I had like 50 followers, you know, I created this account. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like posting workouts, but he taught me everything of like 
how to navigate social media and um you know just how to you know get clients in a way um and so that's what i eventually that's why i keep this page right now i'm not big into getting clients right now but um eventually that's why i'm like trying to just build my knowledge through bt school and um learn how to make passive income and eventually just become my own boss at the end of the day and that's how i want to um you know this is i have so many ideas right now in my in my head of how i'm going to carry this account out in the future um and again like i think again it's just important to seek out opportunities um to make money on the side and eventually you know it can become something it can become your career where you can enjoy and um just work towards becoming better at definitely no um you know I wanted to tie something in. I'm, I'm going to make an attempt to tie in a, a, a route. So as you know, like Create Equity, the the parent company of of this podcast, APON's podcast, uh, is pursuing financial freedom through real estate, right? That is an avenue. Um, but, you know, I, like yourself, you know, I started solely goalie years ago. I worked that for two and a half years. I did personal training for soccer goalkeepers. Uh, one, you know, is there any particular interest uh, in the the realm of real estate and two you know how can you relate physical wellness fitness or exercise to real estate and and chess like the way i see it chess is essentially your your playing field it's it's the real estate that you have to navigate in order to win right <laughs> in order to become financially free so are there any ties or are there any um you know, mental approaches to your investing strategy towards financial freedom that encompass uh, perhaps real estate or, um, you know, look to, you know, real estate as, as an avenue for, you know, maybe that long-term wealth building. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. When it comes to real estate, I know how it can bring so many more, you know, so much more financial opportunities just because like, you know, I've, my uncle's uh, my uncle. He's actually really huge into real estate, and I, I have a few friends and their dads. They have made a, you know, they are very financially successful because of real estate. Um, but you know, from my understanding, and just when it comes to chess as well, um, you know, physical well, you know, physical fitness, wellness. It basically it's an investment you know it's an investment into your life and like i mentioned before um you know i worked with people who suffered heart attacks i worked with people who had a lot of health problems you know and it, it helped me gain perspective in a way that you know it's just not about your physical appearance but like just your quality of life in general mm -hmm. um I loved working with heart attack patients because you saw, um, you know, a lot of them, you know, some of these heart attack patients, they were very successful people. Um, and there's a saying in cardiac rehab I, that always sticks in my head right now to this day is, um, you know, the top three people that go into cardiac rehabilitation uh, professions, you know, are going to be pastors, teachers, and truck drivers mm. 
Um, and the reason for that is sh stress. Um, stress is what causes heart attacks. I mean, a lot, a lot that's a, a big component into like the, the stress of your life. Um, so I, I bring that up because, you know, again, physical wellness, it's an investment to your overall life, your quality of life. And, you know, you can be an entrepreneur and, you know, kill it, but think about the quality of your life as well. You know, like if you're, you know, making all this money and, um, you know, grinding all the time, but you're not like considering the other components of your life on your well-being you know what, what kind of life is that you know what kind of life is that at the end of the day so um i think it's important to diversify your portfolio in a way where you just not only are money driven but just quality of life driven as well mm. and that's what comes from that's what comes from physical uh well-being so you know it doesn't you know you just have to start somewhere and again, it's all about finding something that will help you stay consistent and um, help you, you know, it's help you find, you know, just something that's sustainable and consistent. Like that's what I'm big as a coach too. It's just like helping my clients um, find a sustainable program for them that works. Um, so if you're, you know, just being able to like, find something to keep you healthy for the long run. It's going to just help you live a happier and, you know, just a happier and successful life. I think at the end of the day, and, you know, we live this one life and we, and then you think about like all the times when you, um, where people, people pass away and right before they pass away, a lot of times people say like, you know, I just wish I would have taken care of myself more. I wish I would have enjoyed life more. And that all comes from, you know, doing doing the hard things like working out, getting your body well. Um and I think that and I think that can ultimately translate into the game of chess and the game of real estate, right? Is yeah. is ultimately taking that those steps um and just having some sort of consistent action on a day-to-day basis. Like like you mentioned it's important to balance the obviously the personal life and, and the, the the physicality or just the, the overall wellness um, of your body and your mind. But, you know, on the other side of the, the table, you know, we have to make a living, we have to make some sort of income. So, you know, being able to balance both, both facets of, of that approach are extremely important. And, you know, on, on like a chessboard, so to speak, you have to make that first move in order to progress, right? And and in order to progress, you know, you have to make fail, like you have to fail. You have to lose a, a few pieces in a game, right? There's some strategic battles that are going on with the opposition, whether what with whatever that opposition is, whether it's the economic situation, with whether it's other people and their perspective about you, whether it's your own um, self-esteem issues, right? I think that game of chess is a, a a symbolic reference to one your life and, and it's also a symbolic reference to like the game of real estate too like we're everybody needs a a home mm -hmm. so to speak, right so as we navigate through life um 
at least from my perspective, being able to put somebody in a home is a constant battle. It's a constant shift. It's a constant um, navigation of this playing field that is always shifting with uh, a, a number of different factors, no matter what people say about it being a long game. <laughs> yeah. So many different factors that go into it. There's so many different strategies to build wealth, to win that game of financial freedom, which can relay over into your personal and your professional life. And it can also relay into the game of chess. Like there's not one way to, to go about it. There's yeah. several way, ways to win the game uh, of life um, via chess, via real estate, via different investing outlets, and mm -hmm. also via your own physical and, 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 you know, mental health. Like yeah. you don't necessarily have to lift weights, um, you know, every single day in order to be physically fit. I mean, you can you can swim, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people swim and, like Michael. But at the same time, Michael Phelps, you know, and I don't want to be ignorant or or arrogant in stating this. But, you know, I've, I know a lot of athletes that don't necessarily hit the weight room all the time. Yeah. They're still very fit. You know, it's crazy. They do a lot of body weight calisthenic type exercises. Well, <laughs> another approach too, you know. If you can do it, I mean, I, I mean, I find calisthenics even, you know, harder. You know, so again, they, like I think you explained it a lot better. But just like, you know, again, finding ways. You know, it's all about just making that first move. You know, like if it, when you're playing chess, you know, you got to make that first move. Is that going to go out and then all throughout the game? And no matter how long it goes, is that going to go all as expected with every move you make? But it's all about just how you are able to. I think I mentioned it before, just having that, you know, backup plan, you know, that plan B, plan C, mm -hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, you're doing all of this and you're thinking about all of this to, you know, with that one goal in mind is to win. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you got to find, you know, that's just all about in life, you know, things aren't going to go your way. Things are going to be challenging. And uh, sometimes the goal you have in mind doesn't work out. Um, but you, you know, you have to have that mindset where you're going to succeed. You know, you're going to, you're going to, um, you know, it's everything's a lesson, you know, when you make, when you fail, I've learned so much through failure. I want, I hate failure so much. I hate failing. Like I I'm scared of it. That's what, what stops me from like doing some things, but like, I know I have to, you know, you know, when you have to like go out and challenge yourself and all the time, you know, it's yeah. I have a love-hate relationship to failure, but it's the reason why I've, I've gotten, I succeeded um, through my physical, you know, and mental wellness uh, through fitness. So, yeah, without a doubt. Definitely. Well, I know we, we're we're good good bit over time. We're about fifteen minutes yeah. over time, but um, I'm going to ask one more question, and it's specific to just the game of chess, uh, and it you know it ties you know to obviously your, your personal and your professional goals and just um, your physical, mental uh, well-being and, and wellness. But talk to me about your favorite piece on the chessboard and, um, you know, how that relates to one yourself and how you've evolved to where you are. Yeah. So um, when it just comes to my favorite piece on the chessboard, uh, <laughs> I, I love, I love the queen um, and I like the queen because it's just so, you know, it, 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 it 
the most powerful, I think, chess piece to protect the king. You know, I mean, you know, the king is, you know, definitely the most important piece when it comes to winning. You have to protect that, you know. But, you know, the queen, I like the queen a lot because it has, it's so versatile. It's with all its moves. And the way I look at, you know, when it comes to physical fitness is, you know, I look at, you know, my body, you know, myself as the king. And I see all these, but, you know, all these other pieces around it are there to, um, you know, work together to protect that king. And I look at physical fitness and physical, you know, for my fitness, from a fitness standpoint, that's why I love cross training because there's, I've learned so much through all these different um, modalities of exercise um, to, you know, protect myself, you know, protect that king, you know, in me. And the queen, again, the king is very versatile, but you have all the other pieces. So, like, I can basically make a symbolic, you know, correlation to these pieces in a way where, you know, when I'm feeling, for instance, if I'm feeling stressed, I can turn to hot yoga. That helps me with my breath work, you know? And also just finding the challenge of staying static in, in those static poses, just staying in the moment, staying present mm. helps me reflect and just find that chill, you know, through hard times. Mm. Um, and then, you know, with running, car, you know, cardio, long distance running, kind of just, again, like I said, it brings me energy gives me, you know, helps me stay productive. Um, very important piece in my life where I need to like, you know, that I have to do every morning almost um, to be who I, you know, to work towards my goals. Strength training. Um, it's, I, I mean, I'm getting back into it like really hardcore. I kind of miss the fact of how, and that's how it all started is it brought, it brings confidence, you know, approaching that weight that you're scared to lift you know you might not think you're not able to lift but you're able to do it that just brings you more confidence and and it helps you just carry out that charisma in you um so yeah just think of like all those you know you know with that queen it's able to you know do so many different things and that's why i want to get in and that's why do all these different types of exercises. That's what I've learned from it, you know, as I'm progressing, you know, within this field um, and just through my personal life. Um, yeah. No, that, that's a great explanation. Um, you know, I, in full transparency, I, I called the episode leveling up for a reason because from a third party, um, just remembering where you started, right? We all start out as a pawn. Right, yeah. In my opinion, right, um, and you've evolved. Like you can get to the end of that board, right, and you can level up. Yeah, and you've essentially leveled up into that that versatile, very powerful queen piece because you've been able to discipline yourself and, and navigate yourself to um, this element within your physical um, wellness, I guess, path mm -hmm. through all the barriers and the the challenges along the way and overcoming those challenges 
essentially end up at the end of that board and you're not at the end, you know, you're still going, but you've been able to level up into something more powerful. So like when I was thinking about episode names, I was like, man, I I see, I see this as leveling up because I know we're going to talk about things that are going to help one, the mindset, but also just the, the approach to um, taking on like the, that physical fitness journey uh, and embodying that through your overall wellness and, you know, within the eight areas of wellness to help set up that foundation for, um, you know, a better pursuit towards your financial freedom goal. So yeah. uh, I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> That's no, no, I really did. I love, also love that quote you put up too on your page about the pawn, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, just about, you know, it's all about like how, again, the strategy and how well, you know, well-placed, you know, you know, you, you put each piece on the board, the pawn can be just as powerful in a way. So, I mean, yeah, just look at it like the pawn, it's the guy with the chip on the shoulder, you know, like, you know, that's what I look at it as well, you know, no matter how weak you, you know, you may have started out, you can always find a way to, to win. Um, that's kind of like how I want to carry my life out. And I, I love having that chip. Um, that's, that's what keeps me going. You know, at the end of the day, I love when people doubt me or, you know, well, you know, don't, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care what they say, but, you know, that's just gives me more motivation to keep going. And yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I again, want to respect your time. I, we're about 20 minutes over, but, you know, yeah, I, um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, Oh, man. Yeah, I love it. I told you I love to talk, but also <laughs> it's all good. You you're dropping keys, man. I, I love it. Um, if you don't mind, I, I just want to wrap it up really quickly and just stay on and we can talk a little bit further. But um, you know, everybody, this was episode three of the eight pawns podcast, leveling up with Matt Cho. And uh Matt, really appreciated having you on. Uh, thank you for your advice. Um your perspective and you know i wish you nothing but continued success i know i appreciate it ryan i know you're gonna kill it um with everything that you're doing and you know always reach out to me whenever you need me man (laughs) (laughs) thanks man i appreciate it um but yeah we'll wrap it up there and um yeah we'll we'll just we'll just cut it so